0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stacy Shiflet Podcast. We're grateful today that you took the time to tune in. And it is our prayer that something we say today might be an encouragement and a blessing to you. Uh, we've had a crazy few days around here, which seems like every one of my podcasts starts out that way. Uh, but last night we had our kindergarten graduation as we wrap up another school year here at Calvary Baptist School. We're so grateful to the Lord for the opportunity to have in... Class in person learning this past school year here and our Christian school. In the state of Maryland, the government schools, uh, just opened back a few weeks ago. They went to, I think, just a, a day a week or two days a week. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, the parents in this state were furious over the fact that their children pretty much missed an entire year of school. Uh, this, uh, virtual learning, uh, for many people proved to be a disaster. Uh, but the the teachers' unions and the politicians uh, seemed to enjoy milking this uh, COVID-19 situation for all it was worth, and managed to get paid many of them uh, to stay at home and teach from home. And uh, I tell you, the 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 uh, proof, as we say, is in the pudding, and the the outcome has been uh, deplorable. I don't know how many new students we picked up this year in our Christian school as a result of this uh, failed experiment uh, this virtual learning uh, style of of schooling and and, uh, parents just pulling their hair out over the fact their children uh, were stuck at home all day uh, looking at a computer screen and many of them failing and falling behind but here at Calvary Bedford School, the Lord allowed us to reopen, and uh, I don't think the government around here was too happy about it. In fact, the health department, local officials, a lot of them did as much as they could to try to uh, hinder us. I don't know how many emails and phone calls we got from the health department, uh, but uh, the Lord brought us through this school year, and we're grateful for it. Uh, last night was our kindergarten graduation, and um then uh, this uh, tomorrow night Friday night will be our high school graduation and uh, so we're wrapping up a school year here and we thank the lord we really do we we magnify him and we praise him for allowing us to have uh not just a school year not just a uh, a year of school here in the, the the church and in the classrooms but we picked up a host of new students new families that God brought our way, and some of the parents we've seen saved and baptized and added to the church as a result of uh, this COVID pandemic in uh, our nation. So we praise the Lord for that. But what I'm here today to talk to you about is about a subject that is of of great importance uh, to the Lord. And it should be of great importance to each and every one of us, especially pastors and those that are in the ministry. And that is the subject of the discipleship of new converts. The book of Hosea, chapter four, verse number six, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I can honestly say that, uh, I think in many cases, many churches, uh, the weak link in the church and the ministries of the church, the focus of the church uh, many times has been this matter of getting new converts sufficiently and properly grounded in the basic fundamentals and precepts of the Word of God to give them a fighting chance uh, to uh, grow and to mature and to flourish as a new Christian. And um, I've been talking about it, and uh, we've been working behind the scenes for months. Uh, but I'm here today to announce that uh my new discipleship uh book uh, discipleship program called Principles of Growth it's now here we have this uh book available now we've got the the spiral bound version of this book and it's got 12 lessons and um the the lessons are the the word of god uh, this is the first lesson uh, the word of god and I, my my thought was when i when i started this this discipleship program was to emphasize to these new converts and to our new members the fact that what we teach, what we believe, and uh, what we live by is not just some uh, man's teaching or dogma uh, or some kind of a denominational uh, statement of faith, uh, but it's, it's the Word of God. It's, it's biblical. And what we, what we teach, what we preach, what we hold to, uh, is, is none other than the scriptures and the word of God. Here in the state of Maryland, there's a strong a Catholic, uh, influence and in many of the people that come to our church grew up, uh, Catholic, going to Catholic schools, many of them Catholic churches and, and, uh, they know the catechisms and they know all the things that the Catholics emphasize and push. But, uh, as you can imagine, Uh, They're confused along the way because there's just a lack of biblical backing for much of their teaching, much of their uh, uh, theology. So when they come to our church and we take the Bible, we open it up, we begin to expound the scripture. uh, they're, They're intrigued by the fact that what we're saying and what we're preaching, what we're teaching can be backed up by By Bible verses, not just one or two but but all over the the Bible, just open it up and and cross reference and expound and line upon line and precept upon precept and so uh my my burden my desire was to start this discipleship program off with an emphasis on the Word of God uh you know Jesus said uh in the great commission. That once you get them saved and baptized, he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And so, to me, uh, getting a new converts properly grounded and getting them disciple, it is um, imperative that we point them to the final authority for all matters of faith and practice, which is, of course, the Word of God. And so, uh, we 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 wrote this this twelve lesson discipleship course. And it deals with the Word of God, salvation, baptism, the church. Uh, Chapter 5 is on devotions, how to have private devotions. And then we get into the prayer life of the believer in chapter 6. Chapter 7 talks about the pastor and the relationship that the new convert, the new member has with the pastor. It talks about what God expects of the pastor and what his responsibility to the church and his obligation to the church is. And then we turn it around and say, now this is what God expects you to do towards the pastor. Uh, and it, it deals with that pastor-church member relationship, trying to cultivate a healthy uh, relationship with the man of God. And then chapter 8 deals with stewardship and all the different aspects of stewardship. Chapter 9 deals with sanctification, holiness, what God has to say about the Christian being a, uh, a born-again believer, living and representing uh, uh, the, the, the Christian life to a lost and dying world. And then chapter 10 deals with worship. and This is not a subject that you see often addressed in a new discipleship book, but we talk about the importance of worship and that God desires and seeks those to worship him and how to do that, the right kind of worship or the wrong kind of worship. Chapter 11 is uh, uh, all about soul winning, teaching these new converts that God left us here to do a job and that is to see people saved. And then it closes out in chapter 12 with service. And the importance of finding your place in the body of Christ and serving the Lord with gladness and and um, allowing God to use you to further the kingdom and the work of God. And so, it's a uh, 175 pages altogether. And we have uh, in this book, uh, we have uh, at the end of each lesson, there is a student activity section where they can go through and fill out the review questions. And all of that's in there. Also, at the end of each uh, chapter, at the end of each lesson, is an additional uh, student activity that is called the Dig Deeper section, where for those that may be hungry for more than what they got in the lesson, they can go and look up additional Bible verses. And um, we're excited about this. It's available in the spiral. It's also available in uh, the Perfect Bound format. So we have this book now uh, available. It's on our website, surewordpublications.com. You can go there and you can get uh, both of these books in that format. And I want to say that I'm grateful to all those that helped me behind the scenes. Uh, It was uh, hundreds of hours of working together, collaborating, and uh, fine-tuning, and proofreading, and editing. And uh, this book right here Unlike many discipleship books, this book has already been tested. It's already been uh, run through the meal, as you might say. Uh, of course, we didn't have it in the format that it's in now, the completed uh, format. It's just ideal for laying down on the table in this in the spiral uh, book format, where you can go through there and fill in the blanks. But we printed them out uh, each week, and we went through these 12 lessons here at Calvary Baptist Church, we just completed our 12 weeks of discipleship on Wednesday night. Our uh, our church would start at 7 o'clock. Everybody would come in. We'd have a couple of songs, congregationals, uh, the children's choir, teen choir. Then we would dismiss the principles of growth, discipleship, and all of our students, along with their teachers, would be dismissed. And we would send them to the fellowship hall and different classrooms where we had tables set up small tables, and they would sit across from each other one-on-one, and for about 45 minutes to an hour, they would go through these 12 principles of growth. And it was through the feedback and the collaborating of all of our teachers that, that helped us and found typographical errors and, and uh, had questions and said, what is uh, this word or what is this, uh, this verse talking about? And we would fine-tune the lesson based on the actual experience that our teachers and our students had, and I'm confident that a Pastor could take this book right here and uh, and 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 set down a a Christian across the table from a new convert using nothing but this book and a King James Bible. And after twelve weeks, I can assure you that new member, that new convert, would have a good solid foundation under them. The book is also designed for a, a person that has the initiative. And the motivation to disciple themselves, Uh, they can read the lesson, look up the Bible verses, and uh, they can also go through that discipleship program uh, alone, if that be the case. Uh, This will be a great supplemental resource for pastors. This will be a great uh, lesson. You could even use it as a a Sunday school uh, lesson book. There will be three months, at least, of lessons in this book, Uh, 12 weeks and uh pastors may want to do it that way they may want to do it uh one on one like we did it or we would take a couple uh sit across a table from another couple and uh, husbands and wife uh, couples and do it that way but this book right here has been something that god has been on, laid on my heart many many uh years ago as a matter of fact my very first um principles of growth was 34 lessons i did eight principles and broke it down into 34 lessons uh, when I was a missionary in South Africa, and um, it was not as 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 um, as nice as this. It didn't have, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't have all the the benefits of the dig deeper and the student activity portion of the book. Uh, but when I was there, I had people getting saved left and right just every week, many times every day. People getting saved there in Africa, and I didn't have the time unfortunately, to disciple them one-on-one the way I would have liked to. But God allowed us to be able to write that Principles of Growth Discipleship book, and we printed them there at our at our house in our garage. I'd set up a small print shop, and we was able to give these new converts a King James Bible supplied to us by uh, the ministry there in Milford, Ohio, bearing precious seed. We had a Bible, and we'd give them that Principles of Growth Discipleship book. And and encourage them to go home and study and look up the verses and, and get grounded in. So that was, that was how this came about. Uh, but then what we did was we just took it completely, broke it down and redid the whole thing and broke it down to 12 lessons, 12 principles. And I'm confident that, uh, if, if any pastor uh, utilizes this discipleship book in their church, uh, that they will see for themselves the same thing that I saw in our church, when we did that, and and it was not only did it benefit the new converts and the new members. I mean, you could just see the look on their face when the truth dawned on them, when when the the Bible verses just begin to work and they begin to see that what we what we believe is not uh, man made, but it's it's Bible, it's Bible doctrines, Bible principles uh, that they can that they can build on for the rest of their life, and so. Now, I didn't see just the, the growth from the new Christians, but boy, I was excited to see uh, the flames of revival that were stirred in the hearts of our teachers, I took uh, two orientation classes and I hand-picked, hand-selected a, a group of men and women in our church and asked them, would you be willing to assist me and help me with this discipleship ministry? And uh, they were gracious to accept and, uh, we took two classes and I was able to just explain to them my vision, my burden, uh, what was involved in being an effective teacher, communicating these principles and, and, uh, what their role was and what their role wasn't. I didn't delegate my role as a pastor to my discipleship teachers. It wasn't their job to sit down each week and, and give counsel and advice to these new converts. Uh, I encouraged them and, and uh, told them I want you point them back to me, allow me to continue to be their pastor, but I need your help in teaching them these principles. And well, they did a great job. And we had feedback forms each week that they filled out. We were able to find out uh, how did the lesson go? Did they understand it? Was it laid out correctly? Were the verses uh, everything was it was it accurate? Did we have the right Bible chapter and and book and verse to go along with the lesson? Just making sure there was no mistakes and flaws and. I'm so grateful for all of their help, but I can tell you, we saw uh, God doing a work not just in the in the students, but in the teachers as well. Many of them came to me and said, Pastor, you won't believe how much good it did me to have to study this lesson and sit down and spend 45 minutes to an hour explaining it and looking at these verses with my student, and uh, we just had a great time around the Word of God. I was so thrilled to hear that. In fact, I was so excited about the results that we're doing it again. We're signing up uh, a whole new batch of people for another 12 weeks of discipleship on Wednesday night. And as they complete their 12 weeks, we fill out a a certificate uh, of completion. As a matter of fact, we put a sample copy of that in the book toward the end where we uh, would would, would fill out a certificate, a full-size certificate, allow them to walk across the platform and uh recognize them for their hard work and their diligence to complete the lesson. And then that was just kind of our way of allowing them to graduate back into our normal Wednesday night service. And I'm thrilled that quite a few of our students, I believe, were so uh, uh studious and and applied themselves in such a way that now I can turn around and use them and allow them to be the teacher in a discipleship setting. And so, I really wanted to just mention the book. Uh, It's available at the website, surewordpublications.com. Both of these books are available through our church website. If for some reason you would prefer the Perfect Bound uh, version of this book, uh, then you you can also get this one at uh, Amazon. If you're a member of Amazon Prime, you might can save a couple of bucks ordering it Uh, from Amazon. So this one is through SureWord and Amazon. This one, you will only get this one through SureWord publications, but it's just ideal. It just lays flat on the table. And uh, one of the things about these lessons, uh, that I really believe is effective is, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm obviously just giving you this, this, the, the brief version, but these lessons are the, are the results of uh you know twenty seven years I've been in the ministry, preaching, teaching, discipleship, missionary work, and, you know, just kind of have my finger on the pulse of those key vital truths and principles that new converts have to absolutely understand if they're going to advance through their Christian life. Uh you know, you could take this book and you I guess if someone wanted to be critical, that would say, well you didn't say anything in this book about this. You didn't say anything about this. Let me tell you something. I didn't say anything about a lot of things in this book. I mean, it's only 175 pages and your Bible is 66 books. This is not a Bible college course. This is not a a uh, exhaustive study of the word of God, but it deals uh with 12 key principles and lessons that I believe new converts need in order for them to grow. And uh, you know, obviously I'm a bit biased because I wrote it myself, but I really do believe that that 45 minutes to 60 minute lesson, these, these pages, I was able to communicate in as few words as possible with concise, just powerful statements. And each, and throughout each one of the lessons, uh, I would insert Bible verses, uh, proof text, cross-referencing. Everything I said was backed up with scripture. And the thing about the book that I really like is that as you go through the lesson, when you get to the supporting text, the Bible verse, to back up the lesson, you have to look it up because it's filling the blank. You have to. You're forced to take your Bible. You're forced uh, to take that new convert, that new Christian, and take, take your Bible. Find this Bible verse. It gets them familiar with their Bible. It gets them to looking for the verses in the Bible. It gets them... Uh, and teaches them throughout this entire course. Go back to your Bible. What does the Bible say? Don't just take what the preacher said. Don't just take what the pastor said. Look at what God said. Our, our basis, our foundation for everything that we believe and teach is found in the Word of God. Not just one random verse taken out of context, but I'm dozens. I'm talking about dozens and dozens of Bible verses. Each lesson has a, has a memory verse. Uh, that they that we encourage them to memorize that week when they come back for the next week's lesson, try to get them to, uh, to to learn that verse. And teachers are encouraged to learn the verse as well. And then there's a primary objective, primary objective, and the objective is is the bottom line for the whole lesson. And it's just broken down with so many Bible verses. You can see here how many Bible verses. If you're watching the video portion of this podcast, then you can see it. Uh, but uh, every single Bible verse in the lesson has fill in the blanks. You have to look the verse up. You can't just blow through the verses, skip through the verses, and read the lesson. You have to stop and take your Bible, open it up, find the Bible verse, read the verse, fill in the blanks, because that's where the lesson really begins to drive that point home into the heart. And so that's what Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things. I love what the Apostle Paul said where he talked about those in Berea, the Christians there in Berea. He said they were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. And as a matter of fact, uh, at the end of the lessons, we have in the student activity portion, we have a section called Search the Scriptures And we give nothing but Bible verse references with a little box beside it for them to have to go and look those verses up, and then they can check it off. And uh, these are supporting scriptures to go with the lesson. And what we're trying to do is emphasize the importance of the scripture, get them in their Bible, get them to learn the books of the Bible, familiarize themselves with the Word of God, bring your Bible to church. Everything we teach, everything we preach is found in the Bible. If you hear something and it's not in the Bible, it's not the Word of God, it's not true. And so that really is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that the underlying strength of this course and these principles of growth is the emphasis on getting the student into the Bible, and they have to look up every verse. And so I just wanted today to uh, really kind of focus on the discipleship of new converts Uh, it's easy to go out and get people saved and just stick them in a pew somewhere and say, well, when the preacher preaches, you know, they'll figure it out and get them to read their Bible. But really, I think we've dropped the ball and that's been evident to me in uh, the last couple of generations of Christians that just seem to be so weak and they don't understand so many important things. And, uh, you know, someone said to me, I heard this statistic years ago. It was shocking. It was sad. And uh, it was, as far as I'm concerned, it was a mark against us as pastors and churches not doing our part. But that was that the the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses are recruiting independent Baptist church members more than anybody else. And I thought, how sad for someone to be saved in a Bible-preaching church and then get called up and sucked into the cults and the false theologies and false doctrines of the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and and, and, and places like that, because they don't they don't know the Bible. They weren't taught key fundamental truths. And obviously, we only deal with twelve of them. There's so many more, and that's part of the lessons where we talk about uh, trying to encourage the new converts. Study doctrine, how to study, what to look for. And uh, but this is just a good jump start. And I hope that you will pray about and consider getting the book. And uh, you can get it at SherwoodPublications.com and again we have it in both formats and i promise you i assure you that it will help you well, let me say this for if we have missionaries uh overseas if you're overseas and you're in the missionary business the church planning business and you would like to have um our our this book in a uh computer format an emailable format we could send you free of charge uh the the uh, principles of growth in a printout form where you can print them out and use them there on the mission field. We're not trying to make money off of these books. We make a little bit, uh, but I'm confident we'll probably offset that with the donations and things that we do to help. Uh, but I didn't write, write the book to get rich off of. I assure you I'm not making much money off of my books. I just am a firm believer in resources and uh, you never can have enough good Biblical resources at your disposal. If you have a church bookstore like our church does, we have a bookstore at our church where we stock Bibles, study Bibles, reference Bibles, all of my books and all of my preaching CDs and all those are in there. But then we have a host of other authors, good, solid, independent Baptist authors and their resource materials in there. But if you have a Christian bookstore, if you'll reach out to us, we will uh, give you a bulk discount uh, so that you can uh, provide these to your people. And I hope that uh, you'll uh, be motivated and stirred to consider a formal discipleship program at your church if you're not doing that already. And if you are, by all means, uh, I appreciate you. Thank God for you. Keep it up. Uh, But uh, there's not enough churches taking the discipleship of new Christians serious enough. And uh, I encourage maybe moms and dads, consider using this as a uh, family altar, and devotional type thing. I'm sure your children would enjoy it. Looking up the verses, they would enjoy filling in the blanks. kids like doing that sort of thing, and you could take the lessons and just read them I mean it's just right there and uh read them out and uh loud and look up the verses and it might be something that you could do in your personal devotions uh or in family altar in a Sunday school format. I uh, just wanted today to focus really the whole podcast on the principles of growth book, the resource, but more importantly, the principle behind it. And that is getting new Christians, new converts, people grounded in their Bible. Bible talks about being able, being ready to give an answer to every man uh, for the hope that lieth within you. And there's nothing more embarrassing than uh, saying you believe something. Somebody says, "Well, where's that in the Bible?" You know, you know, I don't know. I heard the preacher say it. Our, our church believes it. Our church teaches it. But they don't know where it is in their Bible. And I just think it's important that we get our new converts, new members. Grounded into the Word of God and knowing what they believe and why they believe it. And um, then we create, then we start to get a trickle-down effect. You know, the Apostle Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, he said, The things which thou hast heard and learned of me, he said, I want you to take that now and go and commit that to faithful men, that they may be able to teach others also. And what you many times don't recognize in that verse is there's four tiers, four levels of discipleship. The apostle Paul said, the things that you've heard of me, that's the first generation teaching it to Timothy. He said that I want you to take and commit that to faithful men. That's the third tier. That's the third level that they may be able to teach others also. That's the fourth generation, four levels of discipleship. And so I think it's important that if we're going to earnestly contend for the faith, as, Ju- as Jude said, to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered into the saints, then uh, we're going to have to pass down to these new converts, these new Christians, the principles and truths that we hold dear and that we believe. And I tell you, you'll see us—you'll see a spark of revival in your church when you start emphasizing the Word of God and discipleship and getting people back into the Bible, just the basic truths. And and one of the statements that I make in this book is that, uh yes, there's only 12 lessons, but much of the Christian life, much of everything else that they're going to learn and they're going to hear in church through the preaching and the teaching will be built on these key truths right here. And uh, so you can't go wrong uh studying the scripture. Also, at the end of each chapter, uh, there is a uh, Dig Deeper, uh, and for example, on the chapter that deals with uh, the church, Principle 4 talks about the church and what the Bible says about the church. At the end of that uh, Dig Deeper and Student Activity section, there is a uh, just a little promo there that will direct people to Sherwood Publications for additional resources on the local church. For example, I've got just here in this book, I've got one, two, three, four, five sermon series on the church for a total of 37 sermons, 37 messages um, that are available at Sherwood Publications on the local church. So if you take somebody through the, 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 the chapter on the church and they say, man, that's a, lot, that's a lot to know, you say, man, that's not even scratching the surface and uh, then they go through the dig deeper section and look up all the other Bible verses that talks about the church and the importance of the church. And then, you know, they if they are interested in that, then we have additional information, additional resources, baptism. I've got a, a whole book on baptism that is mentioned as a supplemental resource at the end of this lesson. If you've got somebody that's steeped in uh, the infant baptism, pedo-baptism theology, and they need to get straightened out on that. Uh, then for example, prayer, there's a chapter in here on prayer. And at the end of that chapter is, uh, points them to Sherwood publications for, uh, at least four more sermon series, uh, just dozens of messages on prayer and the prayer life and how to build a prayer life. And so I'm all about resources. I'm all about helping people get grounded. And I would encourage you to make sure that that's a part of your ministry as well. Pastors, it's your job. As a pastor, it's our job to make sure these Christians get grounded. It's like having a baby, a new baby, and just leave them in the baby bed and and not take care of them and feed them till they get on their feet. And uh, I would encourage you to emphasize discipleship at your church. Get a good discipleship program going if you don't. And I know where you can get a good resource book and a good, a good curriculum for that. Well, I just wanted to uh, share that with you today. That was on my heart. I'm excited about the books coming in, and uh, we're now fulfilling these orders that are coming in, and uh, folks are emailing and calling and ordering the principles of growth, and I want you to pray about getting that book. I'm sure that you won't be disappointed, and uh, let's do our part to fulfill all three aspects of the Great Commission. Get them saved. Get them baptized, and then the hard part is teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I covet your prayers, excited about what God's doing here at our church, and if I can be of an assistance to you, if I can be of help in any way, I'm easy to get a hold of my email address, my cell phone number, all that's posted on our church website on the contact page. I'm not hard to find if i can if I can be used of God in any way to help you and encourage you by all means, I encourage you to reach out, let me know, and uh, we love you, thank God for you appreciate you listening to the episode today. Hope that it was a blessing. Hope it was encouragement to you. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.